Hello and welcome to episode 206 of the Codex Prime podcast for Tuesday, June 9th, 2020. I am your host, Victor Omoyo, and with me as always is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's happening, everybody? Yes, and joining us via Zoom, uh, once again, we have two returning guests. We have the hosts of the Pop Stew podcast, Aaron Ferguson and Chris Stewart in the building. What's up, guys? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on? Hey, hey, good, 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 good for y'all to be back. And we have uh, two new hope, two new uh, guests in the Zoom building, as it were. First, uh, she is the author of the book Unstop- Unstoppable Joy. The Art of Finding Hope, Healing, and Happiness. She is Dr. Nicole Ferguson. Hey, everybody. Yes, thank you. Welcome. And also we have joining with us, uh, she's a YouTuber uh, with the YouTube channel Ballin' with Keisha. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Keisha Swafford. Hey, guys. All right. So once so once again, uh, welcome to all of you. Uh, we have a couple people in the chat. Gary Threat, what's going on, man? We also... Husky, Husky, what's going on? <laughs> Shout out to Husky. Yep. And we also got Furman in the chat, uh, trying to boo me out of the building, as he does every <laughs> single week. <laughs> you should have just like, you should have custody me. Oh man, but uh, but yeah, um, as you as you all can see, uh, we have a black cinema tournament, uh, which is about to commence. Um, you know, uh, you know, in light of everything that's been going on, you know, in real life with with, with the with the protests and uprisings, as it, as it were, um, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, uh, film uh, distributor distributors out there actually uh, streaming black film several black films for free on their platforms from Amazon Prime to the Criterion Channel um, to PBS as well. Um, there's plenty, and there's plenty of uh, black cinema uh, to watch. And so, um, in commemoration of you know celebrating black film, uh, uh, I decided to put together a black cinema tournament bracket, and which I've also posted on our on our Facebook page. So there's going to be 64 uh, black films in contention, and we're going to have a couple episodes until we get to the uh, final four, in which we'll determine what is the ultimate winner of the best black film in this tournament. So uh, we're all going to, each of us we're g- are going to have a vote and um, we're going to put two films against each other and uh, whatever film wins is, is going to move on to the next round. Um, because there are 64 films, you may not have a chance to get, get through all 64 at once. So we're actually going to get through uh, the first half of the first round. So 32 films uh, uh, for tonight. And then we're actually going to reconvene tomorrow night, Wednesday evening for the second half of the first round. Um, before we get started, uh, Gary Threat says that um, I already have some heat going <laughs> for whatever reason. I don't know. Wh- wh- why, do I, why do I have heat? I don't, I don't understand. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, Gary also says, please vote with integrity. No shenanigans. All right. Well, okay. He's getting started early. He's he, he the last one that should be starting that already. <laughs> so, um, so uh, ladies and gentlemen, y'all ready to get this cracking? All right, good, good. So we got some pretty tough matches here. So we will begin with the first match right here. And uh, we're going to kick it off with two great films here, but there can only be one winner. Spike Lee's 1989 classic, Do the Right Thing, or Steven Spielberg's 1985 classic, The Color Purple. So... 
we will begin Hello, with. Uh, okay. Okay. So uh, Keisha, Keisha's voting for color purple. She's got she's got her vote in the in the in the can. Uh, Chris, uh, what you got? I'm actually going with the color purple, dude. That made Steven Spielberg automatically black. All right. <laughs> <laughs> He's invited to the cookout. He's, he, oh, he's invited. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, all right. Bad room for that movie. Mm. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, cool, cool. Two votes for the color purple. Um, let me see. Aaron, uh, what you got? What you got? Oh man, I guess I gotta go with the color purple because Oprah and that was amazing. So. Okay, okay. And uh, Carl. Oh, it comes down to me. Eh, well, it's not really a tie. Almost a sweep, but yeah, I gotta go to color purple. Um, I felt that. I felt that ending. When they reunited, I felt that ending. Mhm. I mean. You know, I mean, I, I will say with Color Purple, I mean, when Whoopi Goldberg puts that knife against uh, Mister's neck and she goes, you know, until you until you do right by me, everything you know is gonna crumble. Uh, it's, Why isn't this a meme yet? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man. Um. I mean, I'm I'm actually okay. Color Purple. I mean, I I pers- I mean, I loved as much as I love the Color Purple. I personally have to go with Do the Right Thing uh, by Spike Lee because. You know that film is still just as powerful as it, as it as it was 31 years ago, um, and it still very much speaks to what's what's been going on uh, now and what's been going on since the release of that movie. Um, but Color Purple is still powerful. It is one of Spielberg's uh, best films. Um, but but yeah, wow, I'm I'm actually kind of surprised. I thought this would be a little a uh, little tougher, but Me too. but uh, yeah, but it was a landslide. I love Do the Right Thing, but... Uh, Do the Right Thing was great. It was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Honestly, guys, I've never seen this. Wait. I've never seen this movie. Wait, wait. Do the, you never saw Do the Right Thing? No. I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. Mm. It, definitely, it definitely speaks to what's going on today. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Half yeah. hour of definitely speaks to what's going on right now. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely, and 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 Keisha, I'm, I'm actually kind of jealous because you're gonna you'll have a chance to experience do the right thing for the first time. Like I've seen this film like dozens of times, and this this right here is one of Spike Lee's. Oh, this is my it's my personal Spike Lee favorite favorite Spike Lee film. But man, you're in for something special. This is just just a powerful film, a gorgeous looking film. Man, fight the power, Public Enemy. You you, you can't beat it. Well, um, I gotta watch it. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but yeah, um, color purple, color purple. Well, I mean, it's a classic. Like, it's hard to go against color purple. Honestly, you can't go wrong with either film. Like, you can't. Really can't. You, you can't. But yeah, okay. I, I would for both if we could. But yeah. <laughs> All right. So yeah, color purple makes it to the second round. Uh, next up, I got another tough match for y'all. Um, we're look, we're talk, we're looking at Ava DuVernay's 2014 feature, Selma, you know, based on the uh, life of Martin Luther King. 
versus Spike Lee's 1992 classic, Malcolm X. So we got Malcolm versus Martin in this round. Malcolm X. Okay. Well, that was it, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yo, okay, so we already got two votes for, for Malcolm X. Um, Three. Three. I'll take Malcolm. Four. Wow, okay. Yeah. Four. Gotta go Malcolm X. Malcolm X. Absolutely. Wow, okay. Clean sweep for Denzel. Man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's all right. Numbers don't lie, people. Um, I, I personally also go with Malcolm X as well. So, uh, yeah. But but Selma, but Selma is a, is an excellent film too in its own right. Well, Selma's incredible. I was just watching that yesterday, and it's an amazing film. But up against Malcolm X, which is arguably one of that. Mm. Oh yeah, absolutely. And and also, you know, speaking of Selma, um, I, I I gotta I gotta say, um, shame on the Academy, the Oscars for snubbing it in the major categories. And I actually saw this um, article recently in the um, Hollywood Reporter, which said that um, apparently when um, David Oyelowo and I think Ava DuVernay and some of the cast members wore "I Can't Breathe" uh, T-shirts, um, I think it was in light of Eric Gardner's murder. Uh, the Aca- the Academy actually. Um, actually gave um, Selma, the, the cast and crew of Selma grief. They were saying that, oh, why y'all... St-? And they were saying, oh, how come y'all, y'all are st- stirring some shit up? You shouldn't be wearing those right. shirts. And that's why Selma didn't get uh, the, the main um, categories. So, you know, shame on the Academy. And, that, and that's why I don't mess with the Oscars anymore. So, you know, that's on them. But yeah, Malcolm X, definitely a, a classic. Denzel should have won for that for that uh, film, but it went to he Al Pacino. Did. And that that year for sense of a woman, but 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 there you go. But there you have it. So okay. So Malcolm X to the next round. Uh, next up, got another tough round for y'all. We're looking at this 1992 feature with Omar Epps, Tupac Shakur, Juice. Okay. Squaring off against 1991's New Jack City, Nino Brown, Wesley Snipes, Ice T. Pookie, Chris Rock. I, I had to do New Jack City. That's my movie. Okay. Uh, New Jack City. Okay, New Jack City. Two for New Jack. Um, let's see. Aaron, what you got? New Jack City. Okay. Three. Uh, Chris, how about you? Uh, I don't. Mm. <laughs> 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 yeah, this one hurt. This one hurt. <laughs> it's tough, man. I mean, I mean, you were, you. I mean, it's a struggle. I mean, because these are both really good films. Um, uh, but, okay. I'm gonna be the odd one. I'm gonna be the odd one and go juice. Okay, okay. So Carl got got the juice now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I I like both films. Um, I personally go with the juice in this round. Uh, I think it's the stronger film of the two, in my opinion. And 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 Tupac, man, you know, he was he he was a force to be reckoned with in that movie. 
I mean, as Bishop, you know, especially yeah. that that scene where he's at the locker with Omar Epps, and he's look, and he goes, you know what? I am crazy. Like that's terrifying. Yeah. And then hugging hugging old boy's mom at, at her at his wake at his funeral. What? Yeah. I'm like. Oh man, and plus like Samuel Samuel L. Jackson had one of my favorite lines in, in the movie. He goes, "Well, you done slid down a razor blade and landed in an alcohol river." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. that... Uh, next up, we have a we have we have an interesting matchup here. Uh, two two films of a similar nature, um, but there can only be one winner. First up is John the late great John Singleton's debut uh, feature. 1991's Boys in the Hood versus Menace to, to Society. Oh, man. So. This one hurts. This one hurts. That's hard. Okay. So, uh, so uh, let me see. So, Keisha got, got uh, Boys in the Hood. Um, Carl, what, what do you choose? Give me, boy, give me Boys in the Hood. Boys in the Hood. Okay. Okay. Uh, Chris, how about you? Society. Okay. All right. Okay. Menace Society for Chris. Um, Gary says Stubert vote with integrity <laughs> in the comments. Uh, so um, so Aaron and Nicole, uh, what do you two have? Oh man. Uh, this, this this one does. Uh, yeah, I gotta go Menace. Menace. Uh, Okay. Okay. So we got. Let me see. Two for Boys in the Hood. Two for Menace. I'm going with Boys in the Hood. Hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. So. All right. So we got three for Boys in the Hood. Two for Menace of Society. Um. I'm gonna have to give it to Boys in the Hood as well. Uh. That's the. That's the more powerful film. Yeah. Um, of the two, and I and I will say with Boys in the Hood, at least at least the ending was an ounce more hopeful than Menace to Society because Menace to Society just ended on a grim and depressing note. Just went... Was he down though, but that's... That's how it is. Yeah. It's not necessarily a happy day in the hood. Like, you know, people get taken out and then you just gotta go about your day after that. Yeah. Like, you lose best friends and then you just gotta go on. You gotta go to school, you gotta go to work, whatever it is. But I think Ricky's death and Boys in the Hood, like, it kind of just took me way out and like I still remember that to this day and I saw it like yeah. 20 years ago and it's like it's still 30 years ago it's still the same you mm. know still there's just a lot of memes about yeah. it now but yeah but I mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah. captures like what really goes on and it like you know you there's that. no memes about when Kane died I'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean yeah when uh yeah when Ricky died man that's one of the toughest death scenes I've seen in any film. Yeah. And, you know, and... Uh, and, 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 and I mean, he was supposed to make it. Mm. Yep. Everybody, yeah. everybody, everybody was rooting for him to make it. Yeah. yeah. He's going to be a big star. He's going to go to college. Mm-hmm. He's going to be a scholar. The athlete scholar. Yeah. And then when Doughboy's... Cornmeal. <laughs> Cornmeal, indeed. He just went to go get some cornmeal. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then you know, Doughboy said that either that you don't know, don't show, or don't care about what goes on in the hood. Mm. Um, so we got a uh, Robinson Shannon, aka Random Ramblings with Rob in the chat. He says, he says, 
eating and shit. <laughs> That's what that, that was his comment. <laughs> but um, but yeah, Boys in the Hood makes it to the next round. All right. So next up, we have. Uh, oh, okay, actually, hold on a second here while I uh, tend to some. There we go. Um, just had just had to briefly briefly mute for a second there. I'll, I'll unmute when the time is right. Um, next, the, our next matchup here is uh, 1997's uh, debut feature by Casey Lemons, Eve's Bayou, versus Julie Dash's 1991 independent feature classic, Daughters of the Dust. So these are two potent films right here uh, by two uh, black female filmmakers. So uh, with that, um, we'll begin with uh, uh, Nicole and Aaron. Um, what which film do you do y'all choose? I'm definitely going with East Bayou. Yeah, East Bayou. Okay. Definitely going to eat. Okay, we got East two. Bayou. Okay, Keisha also votes for Eve's Bayou here. All right, uh, Carl. What, do you, what about you? He's by you. Okay, all right. And Chris? He's by you. Oh, wow, okay. We got another clean sweep here. All right. So Eve's by you makes it to the to the next round. Um, and I also vote for Eve's bio as well, although I will say I highly recommend watching uh, Daughters of the Dust. I think it's available on Netflix. Um, it, it, it's a really interesting film. It's kind of like a visual uh, poem about the Gullah people or the Geechee. Um, just it's an actually absolutely gorgeous looking film too. So definitely uh, uh, carve some time for it if you have the chance, because that that is a really good film. Um, in the chat here, Robinson Channing asks a very important question: What's everybody's stance on raising Kane's chicken? Okay. I enjoyed it the one time I went there. Doing <laughs> it right now. All right. Well, I. I have never had Kane's chicken, but I will take your word for it. It looks delicious. <laughs> uh, well, I've had it once, but compared compared to what other chicken though? Oh, well, let's see. I, well, I, well, KFC is not real chicken, and Popeyes I haven't had since since George Bush was president. But you know, that's about <laughs> it. <laughs> so I I, I I couldn't tell you. We may have to have a, we may have to have another bet, and you have to eat the chicken sandwich. Yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, what, what, I mean, it's you know, you know, you know, you know, fried fast food, fried chicken full of trans fats, GMOs. You know, I'm not about that life. You know, not anymore, anyways. So you know, you know, that's just me. I'm, I don't speak for myself though. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, moving on to the next matchup, got an interesting one here. We got Ryan Coogler's uh, Fruitvale Station versus. 2018's The Hate You Give. So Fruitvale Station versus The Hate You Give. So uh, we'll start off with you, Chris. What you got, man? Fruitvale Station. Okay. Okay. One for Fruitvale. Uh, Keisha, how about you? Uh, no, Fruitvale Station. Okay. Two for Fruitvale. Uh, Carl, how about you? Fruitvale. Okay. Let's see. Aaron, how about you? Fruitvale Station. Okay, four for Okay, four for Fruit Fruitvale and uh, Nicole. What do you choose? 
Fruitvale Station. Wow. Okay. A clean sweep right here again. Um, well, well, not quite. I mean, I, I mean, they're both excellent films. Uh, Fruitvale Station really hit me in the gut. Um, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've only seen it once. I can't rewatch that film. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, same here. Like for me, Fruitvale is one of those films where you you watch once and you and I clearly remember it, and it's so, yeah. yeah, it's not something that I want to revisit exactly. Um, Hate You Give was was excellent. Um, I hear the book is out awesome too. Um, we still got and it. Of course, it inspired you to have one of our famous Codex Prime questions that we need to ask our guests. Oh, oh, did it? Macaroni and cheese. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, mac and cheese as a side dish or full meal. Well, you know, full meal is the, is the reasonable answer. But um, okay. Wait, 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 wait. Hold up. What? Really? That's a full meal? Like that and a glass of milk? Well, not, well, I don't know about a glass of milk. That's too much dairy. But I'm, I'm saying like a, a mac, a bowl of mac and cheese can <laughs> be a full, a full meal. Full meal? Yeah. Agreed. It can no, be a full meal. That's a that's a full meal. It, uh, with a drink, it'd be good. Mm-hmm. No, like, nah, man, I, I need some vegetables and a meat to go with it, man. Well, you I, I need some, <laughs> well, yeah, well, you but, can, you, but you could. You, you could. Like, if you go to a restaurant, they have mac and cheese as a side. You can get it as a full meal, too. Yeah, like, yeah, you, you can. You can get it as a full meal. You like, can go to Olive Garden and get a whole meal. Are you serious? What? <laughs> I mean, Olive Garden is, I, I, I don't know about Olive Garden, but... Um, but, but I'm, a, but I'm a set, but I'm gonna say that, uh, you know, mac and cheese with, you know, you, you chop some meat up in there, mix it up in there. Boom. That's a full meal right there. You got your protein. You I got... actually, I just and had I... a barbecue chicken. Macaroni and cheese bowl, bowl, like a bowl. Yeah. Yeah. I okay. Get it. Yeah. Macaroni and cheese. Nothing. Yeah. You can do that. Yeah. Now I'm getting, now I'm getting hungry all of a sudden. Um, I know, right? <laughs> well, I, I'm not gonna lie. I, I've been I've been watching Canes ever since I seen Keisha's chicken. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> 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 we gotta go to Boston for some raised Canes over here. <laughs> yeah. Boston. Yeah. Um, let me see. I'm looking at. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the comments real quick. Uh, Gary says that. Gary says, "I bet Victor puts salt and pepper in his grits." SMA. <laughs> First of all, first of all, I don't even eat grits, so it could be good with salt and pepper. I don't know. You tell me. How people say grits is their business, Gary. Oatmeal all day. <laughs> but all right. So, so yeah, Fruitvale Station uh, makes it to the next round. Uh, next up, this we got an interesting match right here, uh, ladies and gentlemen. We have... Jordan Peele's uh, 2017 uh, creative, unique feature, Get Out, versus Marvel Cinematic Universe's Black Panther. Get Out versus Black Panther. Jordan Peele versus Ryan Coogler. So, oh, oh, I'm I'm all the way wrong for this. Yes, I had to make it tough. So. I'm trying to make y'all sweat. So, um, we'll begin with uh, Keisha. What do you choose Black between Panther. these two? Okay, so you choose Wakanda. Okay. Wakanda forever. Okay, Wakanda forever. Uh, Mr. Bird, how about you? Uh, I had to pull my copy up. 
Okay, two for Black Panther. <laughs> I'm uh, a Marvel guy. I'm a Marvel guy. All right. Uh, Chris, how about you, man? Get out. Get out. Get out. Okay, okay. We got we got one together. I thought you was telling us to get out. <laughs> yeah. Someone else. Yeah. Uh, Nicole, how about you? Get out or Black Panther? Oh my gosh. Um, I guess Black Panther is more inspiring, so I'll go with that. Okay. Uh, how about you, Aaron? Black Panther. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, for me, um. For me, this this is it's a tough match, but Get Out for me is the clear winner. Um, even though Black Panther got four votes versus the two, um, Get Out. It really is. Yeah. My main man stupid disappointed me. No, I no no. You're supposed to be a fellow Marvel guy. Listen, I am. I am. Listen, listen. Don't don't. We're not doing this right now. Okay. All right. Look. Look. Listen. 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 I. You already know my reasons. Okay. We've invented this too many times. All I'm saying is, Jordan Peele did something that was like, okay, not that Black Panther didn't do something that was iconic when it came to us and being superheroes. Like, it really put us in a, a different light. Instead of being like the crack addict or the pimp or the drug dealer, right. I give you that. But to look at Jordan Peele, I really enjoyed the psychological aspect of the film yeah I, I really did and he really broke some ground for for horror and not that black panther didn't but in some cases you already know how i feel about black panther i know how you feel but you said you said how do i feel about black panther yeah. um like, i didn't look watchability for get out isn't there for me like once i seen it once like no, once i, I see I went to the film. I think I went to the movie three times to see it, actually. But like, well, I saw Black Panther three times too, actually. So, um, Black Panther, I feel like the buildup was greater in Civil War than it was the in hated. the actual film. Oh my God. So I'm But we, but I'm saying she she asked the question about Black Panther. Okay. I'm not against Black Panther, but. When when you see him do some really amazing things in one film, and then you get to the next film, and he's a little more diplomatic and whatever it is, I didn't really care for him. I feel you. I feel you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good points. Yeah. Good points, Chris. Um, you know, I I also go with uh, Get Out because um, it's 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 a much it's a well. It's a much stronger script, in my opinion. Although that's that's th not throwing any shade to Black Panther. Black Panther, you know, went above and beyond every. It went it went above and beyond the requirements of an MCU film. Um, like it actually had like real pertinent themes. It had a probably the most interesting villain outside of Thanos. Um, I love the themes that it touched on. Um, but but Get Out, Get Out was just uh just for me was just so creative. I loved the 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 twist. I loved its take on. Um, you know, white liberal American, white privilege and racism. Right. Um, and yeah, for me, yeah. like, it's it's one of those films that you can watch over and over again and you always get something new out of it. There's always a certain detail Absolutely. that you didn't notice the first time. And man, just like the fact that, you know, Jordan Peele was so creative with it, he definitely deserved, you know, win all the accolades and awards he won for oh, his absolutely. screenplay because it was really, really good. Um, 
I, I was hoping that that Get Out would win this round, but um, Black Panther appears to uh, appears to live in another day. So, so it moves on to the to the next round. Um, I hope this is not a portent of things to come in this tournament. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Uh, <laughs> next next round, uh, next next matchup we have here, uh, we have uh, a Netflix film by directed by D. Reese, 2017's Mudbound, versus Sorry to Bother You. So, um, we'll begin with you, uh, Carl. Which one do you choose out of, the, out of those two? Mudbound or Sorry to Bother You? Okay. So, uh, so uh, Nicole and Keisha also choose "Sorry to Bother You." Uh, Not to mention the whole compliment argument. Oh yeah, the compliment when they're giving each other nothing but positive compliments, and they're just like right. hostile in each other's faces. <laughs> I hope your year is prosperous, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, Aaron, what do you got for the, for this round? Uh, sorry to bother you. Okay. And uh, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do it. Um, <laughs> look, I didn't even see Mudbound, but I'm picking Mudbound. I can't do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have to coin for yourself? Okay. No. I can't. Intriguing to me. To Listen, I, you know what, Vic? I actually would love to hear your take on "Sorry to Bother You." I swear to God. Okay. Um. I, I saw the film. Yeah. Yeah. And it took me by surprise in a lot of different ways. <laughs> yeah, it, it was definitely a really surprising, like, like left field movie. Um, I was like, huh? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, especially the twist at the end, which I won't, I won't spoil for those of you who haven't seen it. But um, I really liked its take on how it. Uh, tackled capitalism, you know, and you know that Lakeith Stanfield's character, and also like the, co- the whole concept of code switching, and you know, se- essentially having to adopt like white mannerisms to appear like less threatening in order to advance further in, in your job. Um, you also see that a bit with his girlfriend played by Tessa Thompson, who like during her art performance, she adopts like a British accent, I guess, to appeal to see more, I guess, deep for her audience, I guess. And then, um, yeah. then, then. Uh, and then, like, the whole concept of, like, how this one company is, like, basically enslaving its own employees. Um, but at the same time, a lot of people don't have any choice but but to work for them because they're the only, like, real game in town where they can actually make some real money. Um, it, it was a wild satire. And, like, and, and, it really, and it really made you think it hit on a lot of themes. I can see why it may not be for – it's not. It's definitely not for everybody. But, but for my money, I was like, yo, this – this this is weird as hell, but you know what? I I, I roll with it. It's it's a really powerful film. Um, it, it's very creative, and I want to see what Boots Riley comes up with his next film because this is one hell of a debut feature from him. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, but 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 I also recommend Mudbound because that's really good too. Um, Rob Morgan, Mary J. Blige, uh, Jason Mitchell, uh, they were really good in it. So yeah, okay. Sorry to bother you. Makes it to the next round. 
All right, so we're gonna we're actually so so for the next this next set of matches here, um, we're actually gonna move to our comedy slash romantic comedy uh, conference, if you will, in the tournament. So the, 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 we're gonna have some interesting interesting uh, interesting matches here. So um, we'll begin with uh, you, Keisha, to kick off this matchup here. What okay. do you choose? We're talking about uh, 2002's Brown Sugar, starring Sanaa Lathan, Tay Diggs. Versus, and this is a 20-year anniversary of this film. It's love and basketball. Love and basketball. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to go with Brown Sugar though. Okay. Okay. Brown Sugar. Because, because love and basketball, and then you know she's doing her own thing, she's being successful, and then mm -hmm. he goes, he still don't want her, and then, uh, then he goes out with this you know Tyra Banks character. And he's like, now she jealous. I mean, he was just going back and forth, back and forth. I'm like, that's just too much. Yeah. And he only got you made it. To and then he's like, okay, like now I'm with you. Like, okay. Right. Like I gotta play ball just to be with you. Like really? But he got in, but he got injured. No, when he got injured and couldn't play, then he wanted to be with everyone. Top right. star. Hey, he's don't don't right. wait a minute. Don't hate on him like that. He he has feelings. <laughs> no. Come on. Because <laughs> he was prepared to find that out with Tyra Banks until he found out how she felt. He didn't know how she felt. He knew. How she felt. He you know no, he, no I can't front. He knew. He knew. He definitely knew. He just didn't care. Mad about this because she loved but loving basketball, but but Brown Sugar they were they were together. I mean they they and I loved uh. Tay, Tay Diggs, because he remember when um he was uh trying to like his wife was cheating on him or something, and he went over there. He was like uh, uh Mr. Lawson, like he was uh like all drunk and stuff. Mr. Lawson, yeah. Lawson. What he said? I forgot what he said. Larry Lawson, like he was just like making fun of him, basically. Richard, his name was Richard. Richard Lawson. Richard Lawson. Yeah, Richard Lawson. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I see you, girl. Got your things. Got your things all out. Nice. Great. Right. <laughs> I, I love Tay Diggs. He's such. He's so. He's so funny. So I like. I like both of them. I like both of them in Brown Sugar. Okay. Cool. All right. Brown Sugar. Uh, let's see. And, and Nicole, I believe you also chose uh, Brown Sugar. If I'm not mistaken. No, actually, I'm going with Love and Basketball because it's all state, man. Like I just. I don't know why. I just love. <laughs> Oh, Dennis Haysbert. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, he's a terrific actor, though. Um, yeah, he is. Yeah. And uh, let's see. Uh, uh, Aaron, how about you? You got to go back to me, man. I got to think about that. Okay. Okay. Okay, we'll get back to you on that one. Uh, uh, Carl? I'm just handy. I can use it for myself. Okay. Um, let's see. Chris, how about you? I'm actually going brown sugar. Okay. Um, with most deaf, Queen Latifah, their little thing, you know, their love for hip-hop and how it brought them together even when they was kids, like, yeah, man, I like that film. Yeah. And then, like, she was his best friend, and then she even put up money to help him, you know, fulfill his dreams, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay, indeed. Uh, how about you, Carl? I have to flip a coin on this. Mm -hmm. I'm a DJ. Brown sugar. Okay. All right. Three for brown sugar. Uh, Aaron, how about you? 
Yeah, I gotta go brown sugar. Sure. I probably right. watch that more than I watch Love and Basketball. He watches it. I don't really like the movie like that. Like, it's okay, but I don't know. Well, that's because I'm a huge hip hop head, so I love brown sugar. I yeah. played basketball in high school, so maybe that's why. <laughs> <laughs> I have played. I played basketball too, but. Mm. Me too. I would the love and basketball is more of like I don't know. It just reminds me of like growing up. Like that was the movie that I always watched. So mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, you know. Uh, I feel you. Know, I feel you. Yeah. Okay. And I used to break dance too. So yeah, the hip hop, the hip hop thing got me. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Nice. Don't ask me to break dance now though. <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't want you to an ACL or nothing. So, yeah. well, popping, I still got, but other than everything else, yeah, it's not happening. Oh, yeah, I got back spasms. That's not good. Man. <laughs> oh man, you know, you know, for me, I'm like I like both films, but I got to go with Love and Basketball. I mean, not Love and Basketball. I'm sorry, Brown Sugar. I got to go with Brown Sugar oh, on this one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, brown brown sugar is my favorite of the two, uh, because you know I just love the chemistry between Sanaa Lathan and Tay Diggs. I love the soundtrack, um, especially uh, most Steph and Queen Latifah. They were they were they were pretty cool in it as well. Um, with with Love and Basketball, uh, although I do like the film, looking back on it, yeah, Omar Epps' character was kind of a dick, and like like you mean to tell me that like yeah. he, just just when he was about to marry Tyra Banks. He just suddenly remembers, oh, wait, I, I still like Sanaa Lathan, like though. First. And it's not like I'm going to go to her. It's like I'm going to have to make her earn it. That's what I Yeah. Okay, but already going to marry her is just, I, I think that was a facade. Like, then why even do it? Then? Because when she lost, he still, he still told her his love for her. Exactly. So the whole thing was pointless. I mean. Is love a game? <laughs> And plus, like, plus, like, like Sanaa Lathan, like, when they were when they were about to play that one-on-one game at the end, she was like, "I'll play you," and he's like, "For what?" And she goes, "Your heart." Okay. I personally think you shouldn't have to work that hard for love, but I right. understand. Like, yeah. it was not that I was watching it growing up. Now I'm like, I probably would have enjoyed it from that. Yeah. I will say though that, that that Maxwell song on the soundtrack was pretty cool, though. You yeah, know. It was. Yeah. Guy, I mean the soundtrack. Oh, <laughs> oh this woman's work is a classic. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, man, I can't believe it's been 20 years since uh, Love and Basketball and 18 years since Brown Sugar. So man, time flies. But yeah, but yeah, both both good movies, but Brown Sugar is the stronger of the two, so it does make it to the next round. Uh, next up, we have two films in the same series. We got The Best Man. Versus the best man holiday. So, uh, okay. I definitely have to go with best man. Okay, got two for best, best man. Part right. one. Two for best man. Uh, Carl, did you did you pick one? Part one. Part one. Okay, three. Uh, Chris, you got part one as well. And and Aaron. Yep. Okay, it's a clean sweep. Um, best man. Not even Aaron. The best man holiday was kind of sad to me. Like I don't. Yeah, it it was it's hard to watch. Yeah, it was sad. Like when when we learned that Mia got had terminal cancer, like that yeah. that really hit. And and I remember watching it in the theater, 
Um, like there were, there was like not one dry eye in the house. And then that one scene where Mia's casket is being lowered into the ground and then Morris Chestnut is just like crying. And she's like, she can't go. She can't go. Um, I had to fight back a tear too, man. That, that really hit me too, man. And, and, and no, Carl, I know what you're about to say. Oh, I, I'm, su- I'm surprised you didn't pick Best Man Holiday because it has a terminal uh, cancer patient in the movie. No, Best Man Part 1 is better, all right? That's <laughs> better. Look no. at the track. All look. I'm saying, go back in our archives, look at the, ca- look at the track record. <laughs> It's more. It, the first one is more entertaining. Yeah, I, I, I just feel like um, Best Man Holiday. I think they waited so long for the second one to come out. It kind of lost its. And not that it was not that it was a bad film, mm-hmm. but that first one. I mean, from beginning to end, it was suspenseful. It was funny. It was energetic. It was awesome, man. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it was yeah. everybody prime, like Saint Dick, Marcy. Yeah. Nia Long, it was like a perfect cast for like the time. Yeah, they waited too long to put that out. Right. Like 13 years later. 14. 14 years. Yeah. There, and he's still mad about them in college. Still not over that yet. And um, also, my apologies to Gary for the spoiler uh, of Best Man Holiday. Uh, my bad. But you should still watch it, though. It's cool. Oh, he, you he, seen ain't, he ain't seen it. Oh. Uh, but, yeah, he said, he said, damn, spoiler alert, when I mentioned uh, what happened at Best Man Holiday. But uh, Best Man, it's, it's still an enjoyable film. I, I, I like to, you know, watch that film, you know, um, every once in a blue moon because it's that, it's that enjoyable. Um, and plus, you know, Terrence Howard. I mean, good Lord. I mean... <laughs> You know, like 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 Terrence Howard for me, he's what you call uh, cornball cool, if that makes any sense. Like he balances being a cornball and yet being just cool at the same time. Like he he walks that line, like whether it was hustle and flow or like his role as Lucius in Empire. But yeah, definitely in Best Man for sure. Take a drink. Take a drink every time Terrence Howard says, "Man, hey. hey, what's good with you, man? Look here, man." <laughs> but yeah, uh, best man part one makes it to the next round. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, our next matchup consists of two films, two films that do not stand the test of time. Two films that do not hold up by any measurable standard. We are talking... All right, listen, Carl. Let me finish. We are talking about two films that I wanted to be fair. I added because I know that these two films have their fans and legions of them. But I still hold up that these two films just don't hold up now. When you watch them, it's like, wow, these are pretty bad. We're talking about... We are talking about... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we are talking about The Wiz versus Eddie Murphy's worst movie. Verse, versus one of Eddie Murphy's worst movies ever made. Vic, you're a hater. 
Knights. Harlem Knights. Don't hate on the Wiz. Why are you hating like that? Don't hate on the Wiz. I mean, first on this one. Vic, Vic, you shouldn't be hosting this saying that. Like, yeah, well, what? I mean, I mean, hold on, hold on. All right, listen. Like, hey, the garbage fills in the two for ten bin at Walmart. That's just, I mean, I mean, hold on. Before before I get y'all's votes, um, I, I, the reason why I say that is because okay, with the Wiz and, and the Harlem Knights, they they both have one thing in common. They both have you know legendary legendary black performers in them. Okay, it's great, it's beautiful, but when you watch the Wiz, the, does the Wiz have has, does the Wiz have great songs in it? Yes. Does it have a great cast? Yes. But does it still hold up? No, because it's boring. It's two hours and 15 minutes long. It did not need to be two hours and 15 minutes long. That movie could have been 90 oh minutes long. That movie could have been 90 minutes, hour and a half, boom. Why and, are you nitpicking? Like, Why are you nitpicking? I'm, I'm, I'm saying, look, look, I'm saying, vi- from a visual standpoint, from a visual Stop. standpoint, The Wiz is just boring. Like, I'm like... No, whoa, 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 I'm whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, what you just said from a, vi- from a visual standpoint? Yes. We're talking, about the, we're talking about the 70s. That was a big deal for us. Wait. I, I understand that, but you got to understand the Wiz. It, ha- it had the wrong. That was like that, that's that's almost kind of like our Black Panther back there. Like seriously, <laughs> it's, it's a big deal. I mean, I, I understand. Like 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 it was great back in '78. Like I I, I know it was, Michael Jackson. And, and Mike, thrill, he made Thriller. Jackson was black. Yes. Michael thriller. Jackson was black. <laughs> yeah. Thriller. Yeah. We 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 had. Russell, all in the same. I, I, I know that, but you got to understand, like, yeah, yeah, we had young black Michael Jackson and all that. It was beautiful. But but then, first of all, okay, you, you had the choice of director, Sidney Lumet, who's one of my favorite directors. But Sidney Lumet, his sensibilities weren't right for that film. I mean, when, you, when you're directing a musical, when you're putting a stage musical on film, you you, you, you got to come with, like, more dynamic cinematography. Like, you, you got to make it visually pop. You got to have the dynamic... Camera movement. You got to have... You got to bring us into the... Bring us into the scenery. But he when you watch... But but when, but when you watch it, he brought us in. No, he really did. I mean, he, he really tried. Brought us in. He tried. But yo, listen. Man, that was a visual. That was a good visual for me. Come on, can you feel a brand new day? Come on, you you can't get no visual than that. I mean, well, but, brand new day. Come on, man. But, it was like 40. So you can't. Yeah, but but but. still scares. But when you but when you're watching the film, like you 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 gotta look at it like when you if you notice like if you watch if you watch the Wiz, it's like almost nothing but like wide angles and wide medium shots. It's like it's like it's like it's like you just put the camera on and said okay, let let, 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 let let them dance and that'll be enough. But no, you gotta have like dynamic camera movement and rhythm with with the dancing. You know, you gotta have the snappy editing. It's otherwise it's just boring to watch. It's repetitive. Repetitive. I'm sorry. I, I remember a lot of stuff from that movie. Man, why you? is trash we'll get to that in a second but oh but, stop don't do that don't do that but but, 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 
but 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 listen, but listen, like first of all, like with with the Wiz, okay, you have Diana Ross, who I love. Diana Ross, legendary singer, legendary actress. Yes, Tracy Ellis Ross, awesome in in, in Blackish. But you had Diana Ross, who was like what? I think she was like in her like early thirties. She was meant to play a character that was supposed to be a teenager. So you got like thirty-eight year old Diana Ross playing a character that was supposed to be a teenager. All right, and then you okay. and then you had listen, like listen, it, it, it listen. made any sense. It didn't make any sense. I mean, like you look at nine hundred two and zero. Them kids was like 25, 28. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I'm just like, Luke Perry was like thirty five. Yeah, but come, but come on, man. You really was expecting <laughs> Richard Pryor to be the? We didn't, we we didn't, ex, we didn't really look at Richard Pryor like he was the wizard. But the fact that he was there, man, for real, Diana Ross, Michael Jackson, yo, our people, man, like, like yeah. Oh, I love the horn. Huge. Like, that was huge for black cinema. You can't discount what that movie was. Oh, Just because of camera angles? Like, that's... Because of the camera angles, does this count? You said it was a horrible movie because it was in widescreen. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 like, like... How many like, black names was in one movie on the marquee when you're going to see it at that time? I think he has with widescreen movies. No, 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 no. I'm just saying that, like, like from a visual standpoint, like, it just didn't really pop for me. Like, as a kid, yeah, but as I'm as I'm watching it now with you know with my film critic lens on, with my you know film aficionado lens on, I'm watching it now with with like with like a whole with like decades. I got I I got I got. Just take them off, man. What do you mean? Like I, I hear you. I went to film school too, but sometimes you gotta take those lenses off and just enjoy Come on, it. man. Just enjoy it. What it is? It's ours, okay? It's ours. I mean, I, I will. I will. I mean, I will say I, I love the soundtrack of the Wiz, but I must say this: it doesn't hold a candle to the original classic 1939 Wizard of Oz. Let's move on. I will say it's not that supposed to. I, I, I mean, oh, okay, I'll, I'll say one more thing about The Wiz. The Wiz is one of those movies that desperately, desperately, desperately needs a remake, top to bottom. I agree with that. I like that. I, yeah. I, I'll get it. I'll get it. Yeah, it does. Who would be in the remake? You? Who would be in the remake? Oh, that's a, that's a real good question. Um. Oh, man, I, I would say I think we got to – Maybe cast a couple of like unknowns like from the stage like Broadway to yeah. to kind of bring us in and then like as far as like big big name artists, man, throw, we gotta throw in John Legend in there somewhere because um, I know he's I don't, well he like musical experience I think. Okay, maybe do the soundtrack, but he ain't an actor. Yeah, that that, that is true. Yeah. yeah. Um, he only had one acting credit to my knowledge, and that was just an episode of This Is Us. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um I love this stuff. You do, Carl. Yes, you do. Um uh, 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 Gary says that um for the Wiz remake, he says Chris Brown as a scarecrow. Uh let's not put Chris Brown anywhere uh, no. near there, man. Yeah. I mean cuz he can dance, but uh, You know what? I ain't gonna lie. I I'll, I'll go with Usher. He's too old. He's too old. 
Idea for another episode. Okay. All right. Let's yeah. let's, let's, yeah. Talk, let's talk about Harlem Nights. Okay. Harlem Nights. It's one of Eddie Murphy's worst movies, and I'll tell you why. Um, wow. Because Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. He's he's like he's a great performer. He's a great. He's a, he's a really good comedic writer, but a director he is not. The fact that he directed the movie, I mean, that was the wrong choice because when you watch Harlem Nights, it felt like. The funniest, the funniest parts of the movie happened off camera, happened off the set. On camera, if everything just felt so stilted, it felt, it felt like, like, they, like they were trying way too hard. Arsenio Hall's character was mad annoying, like he, he was like way too over the top, like quick, quick. I'm like, dude, this ain't funny. You're, 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 you're forcing it. You're forcing it. You're forcing it. Arsenio had that one part, like you had to like he was in it the whole being annoyed. He was in it the whole thing. I would give you, like, if he did that for the whole movie, it would get old pretty quick. But the amount of time he was in it, it worked. I mean, eh, like, like, I mean, I will say, like, like Arsenio, like, he did a better job in, in coming to America and his own talk show. But, but yeah, but, but besides that, like, you had a cast that was kind of misused. Like, like, the whole film felt like it was Eddie Murphy's excuse to bring Richard Pryor and Della Reese and Red Fox together so they can riff. And that it was it. It that worked. Was, it worked. It, did, it, it really my, didn't. It, it really didn't work. So a lot of the stuff that might say happened off screen, it made it to the film because it was a lot of improv. They were just going back and forth. I straight just love Harlem Nights because it used to remind me of my grandmother. Like <laughs> that whole scene probably would happen. <laughs> it probably did happen in her lifetime. So the hash and egg scene with the parrot. I mean. <laughs> And her and Red Fox remind me of my grandpa. Come on, come on now. I think, okay, we have a married couple yet. The way Red Fox and Della Reese is arguing, please tell me that's goes for y'all. <laughs> that's how my grandparents were. <laughs> <laughs> like, they go back and forth. They love each other. Yep. They, like, they it was very good. <laughs> um... But but yeah, man. You know, I put Harlem Nights on the same level as uh, Pluto Pluto Nash, man. I mean, it, oh, it's just that's, that's, it, it, that's it, disrespectful. It, I cannot. Yo, yo, Alana, come here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sorry, but but Harlem Nights, it it just it just ain't it just ain't doing it. And and Kyle Chapman's in the chat. Yet, yeah, no, sir, you are not late for the free crack. Um, but but yeah uh yeah Harlem Nights it, it it doesn't it doesn't hold up man. But 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 like I but like I said I, I but like I said I I hear y'all and I and I and I really wanted to be fair in this tournament because I know that both films you know as 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 they are they have they still have their fans and I wanted to reach out so with that said which of the two films is the less disappointing. For, for 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 all y'all. So 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 we'll begin with uh so so we'll, we'll begin with we'll begin with Carl, my co-host. Which film can you tolerate? Which film's disappointment can you tolerate more, Harlem Nights or The Wiz? What you got, Carl? I, first of all, I love both films, but I don't know why. Harlem Nights got it for me. I mean, to see with Jasmine Guy, with Jasmine Guy, it's a little good. 
Didn't do it for me, fam. Okay, so Nicole also chooses Harlem Knights. Uh, Keisha, how about you? Uh, I would choose the Wiz. Wiz? Okay. Uh, Aaron, how about you? Harlem Knights. Okay, three for Harlem Knights. And Chris, how about you? Because it came before, I'm going with the Wiz, but I love Harlem Knights as well. Okay. I love both, but I'm on both. I know. Okay. But I like I like musicals too, so. Yeah. See, you like musicals more than that. I'm hurt because he hates Harlem Nights. I'm sorry, but. I I I I. But you put it up there with Pluto Nash. I can't believe you even said that. Like Pluto Nash is hot garbage. Yeah, it is. Don't you? I don't know how you put that. It is. It is. I mean, like. Like I I I, wa- I watched the entirety of Harlem Nights and this was me the whole time, <laughs> and that was it. That was it. That was my biggest reaction. I, I got to. So clearly you just but, but so clearly you just don't love humor. That's what that is. You don't like humor. Oh, I love I love humor. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. I love comedy. I love comedy, but 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 Harlem Nights ain't doing it for me. And as I so see the, it. I, I I got a chuckle out of it. I was like, <laughs> okay. that, that was it. There are, certain, there are certain movies that are not for everyone. And until today, I did not think Harlem Nights was in that category. I, 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 <laughs> I, I'm so, I'm, I mean, there are way better comedies out there, man. And, and, and Eddie Murphy made way better movies than Harlem Nights, you know, before and since. But, but I will say that uh, since Harlem Nights has three votes, The Wiz has two. You know what? I'm gonna give my vote to the Wiz because it's the less disappointing of the two. Um, I will. I, and 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 you know what? And, and you know what? Maybe maybe I'll I'll revisit the Wiz one of these one of these days when I'm extremely bored. And and maybe my my opinion will change. Maybe I'll try to take my film school lens critic glasses off. I'll try to watch it from the perspective of when I was that when I was a kid and be like, wow, this movie was fun. Maybe, I'll try. I will try, but I can't, I can't make any promises. So since we've got three, three for, for the Wiz, three for Harlem Knights, Carl, flip a coin. Which disappointment's gonna win this one? All right. Hey, it's Harlem Knights, tails the Wiz. Heads. Heads goes to Harlem Knights. Wow. Okay. Yay. All right. You know, Harlem Knights. Harlem Knights. Give it up for Eddie Murphy's. What of what of Eddie Murphy's worst movies? No. I thought you was gonna say like Dave or something. You you gonna say? You gotta put some energy into that voice. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean. I mean. I I will I will say you know. I'm gonna let Harlem Nights be what it is. Um, the Wiz is a better film. It's the less disappointing of the two, but I'm gonna leave it at that. Uh, but speaking of Eddie Murphy, I got a matchup for y'all, and you gotta choose between one of these two. And these are two good Eddie Murphy movies, by the way. Two. So we know um, you like Boomerang and Coming to America. See, see, y- y- y'all had to spoil it already. See, okay, we, you, you got oh! Coming to America oh. versus okay, Boomerang. All right, this is an interesting match. That was the two Eddie Murphy films that I suppose that he liked. Oh, yeah. I say forget his intro because of what he did last time. 
I mean, these two films, these two films are what Harlan Knights wished and tried it could be, but failed miserably. But between these two, you got to choose Boomerang, Coming to America. So, uh, we'll begin with. Uh, Okay, so we'll begin with you, Chris, my friend. Uh, what do you choose between Boomerang or Coming to America? Yeah, this one. Yeah, it is. Either way, I'm gonna be disappointed. Uh, do you need to think about it a little more, Chris? No, I'm gonna choose, but. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna go Coming to America. Okay, good choice, good choice. Uh, Mr. Bird. Coming, coming to America is my all-time favorite movie. Yeah. I, I got the poster hanging up in the cave right now. <laughs> As well you should, okay. Uh, Keisha, how about you? Coming to America. All right, all right, Three, coming to America. Uh, Nicole, what do you got? <laughs> so, like coming to America is like my all-time film, but recently, like Boomerang has kind of taken that place. But I'm just gonna go with Coming to America. Okay. All right. Is it good? John Witherspoon. Yeah, John Witherspoon and Boomerang, Martin Lawrence, mm-hmm. David, David Allegrier. Yep. Robin Givens. Oh, Grace Allie, Jones. Halle Berry. Oh, Holly Berry, yeah. You know, BET actually has a Boomerang series. Yeah, don't. It's a follow-up to the movie. Uh, mm, that doesn't sound like a good, good idea. Yeah, the little brother from Everybody Hates Chris, he's in it, and he plays Robin Gibbons' character's son. Uh, um, yeah. Oh, so it's like an updated Boomerang. It's not like the same characters. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't see that being a it good show. It doesn't sound appealing at all. Yeah, it's... Nah, but yeah, my vote good. is for uh, Coming to America. Okay. Yeah, clean sweep here. Uh, Eddie Murphy's best movie, Coming to America, wins this round. Um, it's, it's for me, it's my favorite Eddie, Eddie Murphy movie still. It's, it's just infinitely quotable. Um, Zamunda, yeah. Zamunda Forever, you know? Um, I am, I am, I am uh, cautiously optimistic for Coming to America 2, which is scheduled to come out this year. Um, yeah, and it's... And it's Yep, and it's supposed to come out in August, but I don't know if because of uh, the pandemic, I don't know if it's delayed. It's going to be December. Or think. December, actually, okay. Yep. December. Yep. Yeah, December 18th, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, okay. Yep, Yep. it is coming out in December. Um, it's going to be interesting because it's from the director of uh, Dolomite Is My Name and Hustle and Flow, uh, Craig Brewer. So it's going to be pretty interesting to see what he comes up with. Um, but yeah, coming... Well, I didn't know what it's what about. Yeah, I think it's like... I think it's like the son of uh, Eddie Murphy's character. Um, yeah. He wants, to, I, yeah, something like that. But but yeah, that's gonna be cool. So yeah, coming to America, um, what Harlem Knights wishes to be makes it to the next round. Uh, next, he's always taking these jabs, don't he? Yeah, and and that's that's my last jab for Harlem Knights because you know, you know Harlem Knights does not deserve all that attention. Next up. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Uh, next up, we have uh, two more comedies here. Um, um, one of which I will say is, is definitely underrated. Next up, we have CB4, uh, underrated Chris Rock comedy, uh, versus 
Don't be a menace to South Central ah, while drinking your juice in the hood. Wayne's Brothers. <laughs> yes. So, uh, we'll begin with uh, you, Aaron. Uh, what do you choose here? Uh, I'm going CB4. I was literally just watching that. <laughs> <laughs> I suggested it, okay? That's, that's it. MC Gusto, Dead Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Hartman is, is amazing at that as that character, that hated politician. I loved him as a, I, I'm going to see you before. Charlie Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. Nicole, what do you choose? CB4. All right. Two for CB4. Uh, Keisha. Uh, I've never seen CB4, so I'm going with the other one. Okay. Don't forget. You've got to see CB4. It's hilarious. It is. Yeah, straight oh, okay. up. Straight out of low cash. Black, okay. black. Yeah. <laughs> black, y'all. I'm black, black y'all. Black, black. <laughs> black, 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 black. Okay. Uh, let's see, Carl, what about, how about you, man? Don't be a menace. Don't be a menace. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. One of my dream Halloween costumes is to be Loop Dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Chris, how about you? Oh, CB4. CB4, all right. Um, you know what? This is interesting. Um, I like CB4 more, but just for the sake of having a tie here, for so we can have a coin flip, I'll give one for Don't Be a Menace, so it's three on three. So, Carl, if you'll do the honors, flip a coin. Which one is going to win out of this right. one? Heads, Don't Be a Menace, Tails, CB4. Heads, don't be a menace. Autumn oh. coins, heads. Okay. <laughs> heads for don't be a menace. It's not a two-head. It's not a two-head. I'm head just messing with you, dude. <laughs> heads up one twice. Yeah. Message. <laughs> that two-face coin. <laughs> oh, man. Um, let me see. Uh, got some got some people in the comments. Uh, Kyle says hi to Nicole. Um also, he says, straight out of low cash, crazy mother named Gusto. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, uh, Kang Lennox and Kyle Chapman uh, are, are, are mentioning Fear of a, of a Black Hat, um, saying that that's a really underrated comedy. I, I haven't seen that one, but I want to, so I'll put that on my list. Fear of a Black Hat. All right, so next up, uh, we got two other comedies here. We have... Uh, 2002's Barbershop versus 2017's Girls Trip. Two comedies. So we will begin with, uh, uh, we'll begin with Mr. Bird. What do you got, man? Girls Trip or I actually Barbershop? never seen Girls Trip, so I'm going to go with uh, Barbershop. Okay. Uh, how about you, Keisha? How about you? What, what you got? I'm going to go with Barbershop. Okay. I watch that all the time. Okay. Uh, Nicole. I'm just gonna go with Girl's Trip because I like the movie better, but Barbershop is a classic. But mm -hmm. Girl's Trip was funny. Yeah. Uh, Aaron. Man, this another one's gonna hurt. Uh, hard to go against. You gonna go with Barbershop? Barbershop. Okay. Okay. Uh, Your wife knows you. <laughs> Uh, Chris. Hmm? 
How about you, man? Barbershop or girls trip? Did he say girls trip? No, I didn't actually. He didn't want <laughs> yet. I'm, I'm actually gonna go with barbershop. Wow. Okay. Well, um, I'm gonna go with girls trip, but barbershop wins this round four to two. Uh. Dang, I was hoping Girls Trip would make it to the second round, man. Because I think Girls Trip was the funnier film. It is good. I wasn't, it, I wasn't expecting it to be as funny as it was going into it. Yeah. Because it was hilarious. Tiffany Haddish. Yeah, I think Tiffany Haddish definitely made that film. Yeah. Yeah, she did. And it's, it's a really good cast. I mean, Regina, Regina Hall, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith, Queen Latifah. You know, you had Luke Cage in it, Mike Coulter. He's in there. Luke Cage. Yep. Yeah, it was a it was a funny film, but dang, I was I was hoping Girls would make it to the next round, but not mad at Barbershop for making it to round two. Uh, Kyle Chapman says Barbershop all day. Uh, Girls Trip only taught us the proper use of pineapples. I think he means grapefruits. He means grapefruit. 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 Yeah, he means grapefruit. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. you you can't do much with a pineapple except put it on pizza. <laughs> No, 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 no. Yes, yo, ham and pineapple pizza is. I, mean, is I like it. I like pineapple. No, no. Thank you. Yes, it's good, dude. Thank you. Thank you. See, see, see. Keisha knows the truth. We have another true believer. Ham and pineapple pizza. All day. And like, and like, and like, like, I'm trying. Yeah. People like Hawaiian pizza are flat earthers. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> Sir. <laughs> Sir, we are not flat earthers, okay? How dare you? Fight. <laughs> what is fight? <laughs> uh, yeah, but, um, but, yeah. Okay. But, yeah, pineapple pizza, man, I can sure go for a slice. But, uh, we've got two more matches here to kick, to round off the first half of the first round of this tournament. Um, we have a classic here. Uh, this, this year marks the 30-year anniversary of House Party, the first one, the only house party that matters, versus one of Eddie Murphy's and Martin Lawrence's most underrated comedies, Life, 1999. Uh, wait, why you do that? I had to make it tough for y'all. I had to make it tough. I'm going to give it to you, man. Mm -hmm. you, yeah. This bracket was well put together. Oh, it was. Thank yeah, you. it really was. We cringed in every round. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I was like, these are all great films, but like you know, some of them have to fall by the wayside. Uh, but I, I, I see you got Keisha and Nicole. Y'all chose House Party, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, house Party, my all time. Actually, I wanted to do the House Party dance at our wedding, and Aaron wouldn't let me. So. Oh man! Aww. You do the kickstep. Oh man! I mean, house party. You know, I mean, full force. You know, ain't, ain't you know, ain't my type of height. Robin, the late great Robin Harris. <laughs> yeah. Full force looked like they had kids yeah. in college back then. <laughs> <laughs> And <laughs> hey, you want to talk about Diana Ross, you know, being too old for the role? Look, listen, we listen. You well, we never paid attention to that. Like, Full Force was 45, and we never thought, like, all oh, these kids could not be in high school. Right. They look like grown men. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean but, but 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 House Party, like you, you were nobody, nobody took that movie seriously. I mean, it was just like okay, whatever. You know, nobody took the wish seriously. It was the same thing. But it listen, was both movies. Nobody that was looking at the, to have fun. No one was thinking, oh, Diana Ross looks too old to be a teenager. Like that wasn't your first thought. I mean, yeah. Diana Ross as Dorothy, like that was the selling point. I mean, like, well, of course, that's high school kids. Her 20s, because they get the, in the beginning, they kept asking her, when is she going to get married or when is she going to have a man or something? Mm-hmm. Like, she, she was supposed to be, like, in her 20s, I thought. Yeah, I mean, she was supposed to be in her 20s, but I, I think, like, 47-year-old Diana Ross playing, uh, you know, a, a 20, an early 20-something, it was kind of weird. But, you know, <laughs> but, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, but, uh, but uh, let me see, so we got two for House Party. Uh, Aaron, what do you choose? I'm going house party. Okay, three for house party. Uh, Chris, how about you? For life. Life. Okay, got one for life. Uh, how about you, Mr. Bird? Upper room. <laughs> <laughs> life. Life. Okay. Boom room. Yeah, I mean, yeah, life. Um, uh, Kang says in the comments, uh, whatever happened to class act? Um, class act, I haven't seen, so I didn't add it to the to the uh, bracket. Yeah. Um, I, I I take that over House Party Three. I'm just act like that didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The House Party. Yeah, House Party films were like that was like diminishing returns. Like the first film was was cool, but then Part Two was kind of like eh, it's all right. Yeah. You know? It just went downhill from there. Yeah. It, you're like immature shows immature. up. Like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was like, a, it was like, yeah, this jumped the shark. Um, but <laughs> but for me, I'm gonna go with Life because I think Life is like an un, it's an underrated comedy. Um, and it's and it also really balanced out the drama pretty well too when it needed to. Yeah. Um, Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence, man, they played they played the hell out of those roles. And of course, the classic cornbread scene, Eddie Murphy yeah. like going off of that one dude, <laughs> like motherfucker, you I'm can't have happy. my cornbread. That's bad. <laughs> that was so good in that movie. Yeah, it's gonna be consequences and repercussions. <laughs> you got something. Yeah, yeah, and plus, like, there was that one montage where, like, you you saw the inmates fading away when they to signify that they passed away. That that kind of I kind of felt that too. Yeah. But, but yeah, we do have a three for House Party, three versus life. So you know what that means. We got to take it to the right. coin. Better not be Ed's House Party, Tails Life. Tails Life. Okay. Oh. You should have just flipped it around. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got... <laughs> so we got tales for house for tales for life okay make it to the next round and uh last but not least uh to 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 cap off the first half excuse me of the first round we have love jones starring lorenz tate nia long versus versus uh john singleton's sophomore feature poetic justice oh love jones Versus poetic justice. Oh uh, man, uh, I'm gonna go with poetic justice because Tupac and Janet. That was. That was I'm, going, I'm going with Love Jones. Mm, okay, okay, one one yeah. for each, one for each. Okay. Uh, it's my, I love both. Nice. 
Keisha, your smile was massive when you mentioned Love Jones, by the way. And I love poetry. I love poetry, so. Mm. Yeah, and Love Jones is really underrated. Not a lot of people talk about that film. Yeah. yeah. Criminally underrated. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, the real estate is fine. <clears throat> Yo, so like Bill Bellamy's kind of grimy in it though. Like that's supposed to be a thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. I will say, uh, I will say though for for Lorenz Tate, yo, he hasn't aged a day. Like the dude looks exactly the same. Lorenz a vampire. Yeah. Vampire. Yeah, man. Yeah. As they say, you know, black don't crack, man. It's true. For real. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, we got one for Love Jones, one for Poetic Justice. Uh, Carl, what you got for this round? Yeah, I'll go. I'll go with Poetic Justice. Okay. One for Jan and Tupac. Uh, Chris. Go Love Jones. Okay. All right. Neck and neck. Right. Neck. Two for Love Jones. Two for uh, Poetic Justice. Uh, Aaron, how about you, man? Love Jones. Hmm. Okay. Yep. Known, yeah. <laughs> and I will add <laughs> Yeah, and I will add Love Jones to, to the mix as well. So Love Jones makes it to the second round. Uh yeah, Love Jones, like I said, it's massively underrated. Um the director of the film, uh Theodore Witcher, I think he had like a interview recently, like for him that that was like his own his one and only movie that he ever made. And which which is a shame because like he had some real talent and I wish he made more. Um I would love to. I, I wouldn't mind seeing uh, a follow up to Love Jones with Neil Long and yeah. Lorenz Tate where they're at now. The relationship went. Yeah. Great. Yeah, that that would be that would be really dope. Um, but yeah, Love Jones. I'm glad to see it make it to the second round. So yeah, man, we got some we got some winners here. So just to just to recap all the winners uh, from the first half of the first round, which made it to round two, we've got uh, the color purple. We got Malcolm X. Um, actually, yeah, I'll I'll rattle off the the, the matchups for the next for not the okay. next episode, but the second round when we get to it. So we do we're gonna have the color purple versus Malcolm X. Um, we're, we're gonna have New Jack City versus Boys in the Hood. We're gonna have Eve's Bayou versus Fruitvale Station. Uh, we're gonna have Black Panther versus Sorry to Bother You. Uh, Brown Sugar versus The Best Man. <laughs> we're gonna have Harlem Knights versus Coming to America. Yeah. Well, we did that on purpose. I didn't. I didn't know what's gonna happen. Oh, it's a cute dog. Uh, <laughs> um, let me see. We got Don't Be a Menace versus Barbershop. And we got Life versus Love Jones. So those are the previews for the second round matches matchups, uh, which will be coming up perhaps next week. Uh, perhaps I think maybe next Tuesday when we kick off uh, Codex Prime. Um, but tomorrow we will we will finish off the first round brackets with uh, with with some other films. Um, just to give you a preview of, of, of uh, a little bit of a preview of what's coming up, um, some films that we have on tap include uh, Barry Jenkins' film Moonlight, uh, we got Twelve Years a Slave, we got Dope, we got Crooklyn, 
We got Dream Girls, The Five Heartbeats. We got Friday, Black Dynamite. We got Hidden Figures. And we got some classics up in here. We got Carmen Jones, Raising in the Sun, uh, Lady Sings the Blues. Uh, we got Shaft, the original, with with Richard Roundtree. Richard Roundtree. Yep. And we got Foxy Brown. So those are just a few of the films that uh, that are going to be squaring off against each other uh, for tomorrow night when we reconvene, same time, same place, uh, to finish off the first round of the Black Cinema Tournament. Um, looking at the comments here, uh, no, no, Kang, I did not include The Last Dragon, um, but it, it is a good film. If you haven't seen The Last Dragon, you should. Also, I love that song, If You Got the Glow. Yeah. Great song. Oh yeah, yeah. Last Last Dragon, you know, um, unlike Harlem Nights, it's funny and entertaining, and it holds up. Wow. So there oh. you go. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just. Stay, stay taking these little shots, man. Like. <laughs> yeah, playing yeah I, I, I'm, I'm gonna just put that out there. Uh, but yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, thank you so much for tuning in to our Black Cinema um, tournament. Um, anything y'all like to say or like to add or plug before we uh. Before we uh, close out, um, I just like to plug my book, Unstoppable Joy. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. a great inspirational book. It's got life tips, advice on um, just getting through life struggles and um, my own journey um, with depression. And, you know, it's a, a great book. People love it everywhere. Um, get it at unstoppablejoybook.com. Uh, you can also follow me on Facebook, Dr. Nicole. Um, and I'll, I'll throw it over to Pop. Uh, check out Pop Stew every other day on all platforms, by iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. Dilbert, uh, you got anything? No, nah, man, you did, a, you did a wonderful job. <laughs> oh, and happy anniversary to y'all, yeah. by the way. <laughs> Yeah. We oh, appreciate it. Yeah, T-shirt. <laughs> T-shirt. Yeah. Links um, on the channel. Just follow me on Can you say that again? Uh, I think it kind of broke up a little bit there. Oh. Yeah. Uh, follow me on YouTube, Ballin' with Keisha, and my Instagram is Ballin' with Keisha 28. All right. Awesome. Thank you. And, of course, you can find uh, Codex Prime all over uh, the Internet. Um, we're on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, where you can leave, hit us up with that five-star review, uh, Google Play, or wherever you can find podcasts. Uh, we're, we're on Facebook Live um, every week. Uh, we also, um, let me see, I think we also have a, a Twitter, Codex Prime Cast, and uh, Instagram at uh, Codex Prime Podcast. And the Twitch, Codex Prime Podcast. Yep, Twitch, Twitch stream as well. So yeah, uh, that's pretty much it. Um, so yeah, thank you all so much for joining us in this Black Cinema Tournament. Um, we hope to see you all tomorrow night at 7-ish, uh, same time, same place, where we will finish off the second half of the first round. Um, yeah, so if anything, thank you, and thank you all so much for watching and listening in the chat. And as always, we will catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Watch more... Yep. Yep. Watch more black films, and The Wiz is really not a good movie. I, I hate to tell y'all. Lies! Still doing it again. Uh, still, <laughs> still, still with these digs. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs>